0: Malachi chapter 3, verse 6. For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. And I'm sure that I have used this or read this at some point before, maybe even here. But we'll read that verse again to you. Malachi chapter 3, verse 6. For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. And so, if we had a little thought or a text or something of that nature. It'd be the unchangeable God. And, uh, you know, that's something that we as humans fear more than anything. And I'm the world's worst, I like, I like my routine. I like to get up at the same time, go through my morning routine, get to work at the same time, usually eat the same thing for breakfast every day. I like my routine. And it scares us to death sometimes to think that things are going to change, that they're not going to always be just like we think they should be. And I guess that's where we can take comfort in the fact that we have an unchangeable God. It's just amazing that He's not turned His back on us or that He's not left us or that He's not let us burn, but He's had mercy on us in spite of our faults and our failures. He's an unchangeable God. So you pray for a few minutes. Let's read this verse one more time. For the, I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore ye sons of Jacob, are not consumed. You pray for a little while. <clears throat> so we read over in Genesis. And You can go through and read where the Lord made the heavens and the earth. He spoke them into existence. And you've heard me preach and you've read before about how He took a handful of dust and formed man in His image and His likeness. The only thing He ever put His hands on in creation was man. And then when He had formed us to look like Him, and to act like Him, and to be like Him, He did one more thing that separated us from the beast of the fields, or the fowl of the air, or the fish of the sea. He breathed into man's nostrils And man became a living soul. That's different from any other creature on the face of the earth. He made a soul inside of us. So you see, friend, and you pray for a few minutes, this is not just an existence where we die like a dog and we're done. You have a soul, and that soul's going to live on in one place or another, either in heaven or in hell. Amen. And and so let's go right on down through the book of Genesis. <clears throat> and in the third chapter we read, where he made a garden and set man down in it. And he said, You may eat of any tree of the garden, except for the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for in the day that ye eat thereof ye shall surely die. He made a proclamation He established a rule that Adam was to follow. That was the rule. He knew the creature that he had made. He knew the weakness of the creature that he had made. He knew what Adam would do, and yet he set this tree in the middle of the garden and forbid him to partake of it. He could have had any of the trees, but that one he was not supposed to touch. Now you know the rest of this story. You know how? That he took a, a, a rib from Adam and made Eve, and she was to be a helpmeet for Adam. You know the rest of this story, how that, the beast, how that the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, and he came down and tempted Eve. And when she, when she listened to him, and you know what he did? He used God's own words. He'll use the very word, the book. He'll use <coughs> the word of God to deceive you if you're not very careful. I believe in the New Testament it says that, that <coughs> there'd be wolves in sheep's clothing, that they could transform themselves into, that Satan could transform himself into an angel of light. Be careful who you listen to, folks. Be careful who you give heed to. And who you, who you take in through your mind because not every person that carries a Bible is a servant of the Lord. <laughs> and so <clears throat> when when Eve saw that the, that the fruit was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eye, that it was one that was to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit and she tasted of it and gave to Adam and he did eat and things changed for man, didn't they? Can pray for a few minutes? My throat's bothering me just a little bit. Things changed for man. In a blink of an eye, things changed. They looked at one another and realized that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together to hide their nakedness, and they were ashamed. They heard the voice of the Lord in the cool of the day in the garden, and they went and hid themselves because they were naked and ashamed. And the Lord finds out about it, don't He? Don't ever think you can hide anything from God. He already knows. (coughs) This unchangeable God that I want to preach to you about tonight is one that knows the thoughts and the intents of your heart. He's able to separate the bone from the mire. Preacher, I thought that was the sword of the Lord. That was... That was the Word of God. He is the Word of God. The Bible says the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. I'm here to tell you today, He knows the very higher, the number of the higher on your head. He knows every thought that you've got, He knows how, how tall you are, He knows everything about you, and you can't hide nothing from Him. And so Adam failed God. He did the very thing that God told him not to do. Well, preacher, if that would have been me, if that would have been you, you would have done the same thing. Because you've got a human nature in you, just like Adam does. Don't tell me you would have done any different. We're all human. And God knew that when He made us. And Adam failed God. He did the very thing God told him not to do. And so... You'd think that God would have been one that might have changed his mind about things when he seen Adam had took of the forbidden fruit. You'd think that God would have said, oh honey, that's okay. You want to know why? Our country's in the shape it's in today. We've told our children just anything and everything is okay. We've lived anyway and any done every which thing in front of them. And so they don't know what's right and what's wrong anymore. We've not brought
1: them to church. Let them hear the gospel. Let them hear the word of God. Let them
0: hear a good Sunday school teacher teach them about the word of God. Let them know who Noah was, who Jonah was, who Moses was, let them know about Jacob and Esau. Did you know there's a world today that don't even know who
1: the men of the Bible were? I'm here to tell you today where children need to know right from wrong. And the best way to do that is to, hear me, parents, the best way to do that is to bring them to church.
0: Amen. An unchangeable God. The unchangeable God. Let me correct myself there. Because there's only one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Is God going to pat Adam on the back and say, "All oh, son, it's all right? What did he tell Adam before he, before he partook of it for being free? He said in the day you eat thereof, thou shalt surely die. You're talking about somebody that had it made. All that they were charged to do was to dress and keep the garden. That's all they had to do. There wasn't any such thing as thorns. (laughs) Wasn't any of these, I guess you'd say kudzus, what we see in our land and country. Wasn't nothing like that that would come in and destroy anything. All they had to do was to dress and keep a garden that was perfect. Not much of a job at all. And yet here they are. I could have lived forever. God even thought enough of Adam to make a helpmate for him. No pain, no sorrow, no heartache, no death. No hospital, no sickness. Yeah. That sounds like a wonderful place, don't it? Adam didn't take a survey
1: of all that God had done for him. Adam didn't stop to count his blessings. Don't tell me you would have done any different because you've not stopped to count yours either. Yeah.
0: You very well know, what I do too, We do things we shouldn't do. All the wild ops taking into account the good things
1: God has placed in our lives.
0: So see we're no different. Just call us Adam. Amen. We're no different. It's God's creation. Surely God will have empathy. You know what, and I'm not going to go into all of it, and you can read it. He's got the part of it that pertains to the serpent, the punishment the serpent has to take. He's got a punishment for Eve and the things that she had to endure. And he's got a punishment for Adam. The garden that was so perfect is now cursed. The ground. Until that time, all Adam had to do to feed himself was just to pluck a fruit off a tree. Mm -hmm. Now he's got to till the ground. And cursed is the ground. Mm -hmm. Never heard of a thorn or a thistle had Adam until until he did the the very thing that God had told him not to do. And then God says this to him. The unchangeable God says this to Adam. The unchangeable God that said... In the day you eat thereof from this tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall surely die. This unchangeable God says, Dust thou art, and unto dust thou shalt return. In other words, Adam, you're going to die. What did he do? We'll just call that sin. That's what happens. When lust is conceived, it break forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, break forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. That's what sin causes. And Adam had sin. He had done the thing God
1: told him not to. And the unchangeable God pronounced death upon all humanity. Preacher, what kind of God would have done that? The unchangeable God, let me preach this to you today. Now
0: we see what's go down through time. Let's, re, let's talk about a character named Jonah. You know who Jonah was, don't you? The Lord came down to Jonah. It's just a four chapter book. You should go home and read it. take you about an hour to read the whole book. The Lord appeared to Jonah
1: and he told Jonah to go down to Nineveh. And to tell them 40 days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And he heard of those people. He knew those people didn't know their right hand from their left. He knew that they didn't know what the the Lord was, that they hadn't heard about His mercy and His grace, that they hadn't heard about this unchangeable God, and he was afraid. So Jonah did what Jonah thought Jonah should do. I'm here to tell you today, you better do what God tells you to do because He's un. Changeable, you'll wind up with regret and heartache in your life going your own way. You better trust the Lord because he's going to see to it that his will is done. Amen. Amen.
0: So Jonah got on a boat going to Tarsus. I'll not go all into this either. You can read it. Because guess what? You have a King James Version Bible, don't you? I read today, read this week if we spent as much time reading our Bible as we did our, our stuff on our phone or watching TV. while we quit quoted from lead to lead. Old oh, friend. Jonah boarded the boat going to Tarsus. Instead of going to warn a city that God called great. Preacher. Why? They were sinners. Preacher. Why? They didn't even know who God was. Preacher. They didn't even know their right hand from their left. That's the
1: unchangeable
0: God. He doesn't care. Let me just preach this right here, Becky. He
1: doesn't care. Where you been. He doesn't care how low you go, how blackened you are with sin, how what buck and mire, what rock you crawled out from under, what your skin color is, what your nationality or your language is. He doesn't care whether you are deeply religious or whether you've never darkened the door of the church. He loves you and He made a way for you to hear the gospel because He's unchangeable. He makes a way of salvation for all
0: humanity. If He did it for the people of Nineveh, He'll do it for you too because He doesn't change. All right. You know Jonah's story. There came a big tempest, a big storm. And the sailors prayed and sought the Lord's face and asked if it was them. And they cast lots to see whose fault it was if the storm was upon them. And the lot fell upon Jonah. In other words, Jonah, it's you. You know what Joshua said one time? Be sure your sins will find you out. It's you. I don't read where Jonah committed adultery. I don't read where Jonah got drunk. You know what? That's only two sins we count anymore these days. Jonah didn't do God's will. For him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it's a sin. Sin, you going to hey man me on this now? Sin is sin is sin is sin. Whether it's drunkenness, adultery, or refusing to do God's will, sin is sin. Amen.
1: And it's all black. And it all cost
0: you a blessing. The storm came. I, I, I want you to hear the story. <laughs> That way, if somebody asks you, who Jonah, is going you know to tell him? The storm came. They canceled a lot. A lot fell on Jonah. Jonah said, "And how about this? Has this ever been you, Jonah? You'd rather die. than to do God's will." That's what Jonah said, wouldn't it? "Just throw me overboard. Just cast me in the sea. I'll drown." I'd rather die as to do what God wants me to do, and I said, "Lord, I can't do that." I have to. I said, "Lord, you know I can't talk. I'm backward." I said, "Lord, well, there's much better, well-spoken folks than me." But he wanted me. That was his will, Johnny. Yeah. So I need to be like Jesus did, there in the Garden of Gethsemane, not by will. But thine be dead. But that be dead. Jonah thought he'd be thrown
1: overboard. That'd be it. He just drowned. And wouldn't do God's will. But he forgot. He was serving the unchangeable God. Yeah. They cast him overboard. And God prepared a great fish. The great fish swallowed him. And we read where Jonah said. From the belly of hell cried I. He was wrapped up in the seaweeds and he prayed he remembered Jerusalem and he prayed and he repented. He said, I remember the vows that I have made this day. Oh, Lord, will I pay that that I owe? And when he repented, the great fish swept ashore shore and vomited him out on dry ground. And a journey that should have taken Jonah three days, he made it one. The unchangeable God changed Jonah's stubborn mind.
0: And he can yours too. All because... I don't know what Jonah thought. Jonah might have thought they'd kill him if he went down there. Jonah might have... <laughs> I've been in church all my life. I've seen a lot of things. I had folks get up and walk out on me. held a funeral one time. They got up and walked out the door because they didn't want to hear me. I've sung in funerals where folks got up in the middle of preaching and interrupted preacher, and would rather have their say is to hear the gospel. The gospel is not always well received. Did you know that? But now I'm going to say this. Satan works on us preachers. He'll tell you nobody wants to hear you. He'll tell you you're wasting your time there is a select group of the most precious souls on the face of this earth that's still hungry for the gospel. Amen. And thank God for it. Jonah! When the Lord got done with Jonah and changed his stubborn mind, Jonah was ready to go do what the Lord wanted him to do. Because the Lord is unchangeable. Therefore, you sons of Jacob are not consumed. Now, I don't know who it was that lived down in Nineveh. I'm assuming that it was the Syrians. And I'm sure that they weren't of Israelite heritage.
1: But I can tell you this. If not for the unchangeable God, we would all be consumed. And the Lord life the great city of Nineveh, that 120,000 people so much that He made a way that they could be redeemed.
0: And He's made a way for you. That's right. And He's made a way for me. Men Change. Job said, all the days of my life will I wait for my change to come. Yeah. My change cometh from the Lord. Apostle Paul changed on the road to Damascus, didn't he? Mike changed about a half, mile and a half down the road here on a half bed. When I was a eight-year-old boy, to look at me, you'd never know the difference, Marty. But something inside of me changed when I said, Jesus, please save me. The trouble that I had, the fear that I had of burning in hell, the moment I said those words and wanted to be saved more than anything, that fear just left. It was gone. Yeah. The guilt that I had for my sin was gone. You asked me why. You asked me why I'm happy. Well, I'll just tell you why. Because my sins are gone. I was changed. On the
1: inside. Have you always been good preacher? Why, well, no, I've not. I've been down low and honoring sometimes. I've disappointed God sometimes. I've let Him down. And this song we used to sing every once in a while, I may have brought tears to His eyes. I know I've been one of the most disappointed children He's ever had. And yet, this unchangeable God, still loves me, still has mercy on a sinner like me, still cares for me and supplies my every need. He loves me. He loves me. Thanks be to God for this unchangeable God we serve.
0: 1 Corinthians chapter 15 down around verse 51 says we shall be changed. The mortal shall put on immortality. The corruptible shall put on incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Then he goes on to say, O grave, where is thy victory? Oh, death, as I sting? The sting of sin is death, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be enough to God, and here we are, Adam, you vile creature, you. Here we are, Adam, you sinner, you that did exactly what God said not to do. Did you know we couldn't make it on our own? They tried that. You can't live good enough to get into heaven. Men had the opportunity to do that. That's why they had the Ten Commandments, and nobody could keep them all. Very, very general. Thou shalt not kill. I've not stabbed anybody. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not covet. We could go on and on and on. And some of us, if we've not been found guilty of one, we might have been found guilty of all of them at one time or another. A preacher, I've never killed anybody in my life. Have you ever said anything about somebody you shouldn't say? Have you ever talked about somebody and said something? Maybe, in innocence, said something that you had heard and it turned out to be completely false. But in that instant, you may have killed every bit of influence that person had over some sinner. Thou shalt not kill. Well, that's different than taking somebody's life. Yeah, you're killing influence over some sinner that might be slip right off into hell. So, this weigh the cost. You can't live good enough to make it on your own. So, Adam. God made a way for you. This unchangeable God who knew the creature that he made from the beginning of the world. Did you know that the plan of salvation was from the beginning? Yes. Actually, God spoke to the plan of salvation in the book of Genesis. Did you know that? It was there. And God spoke to the plan of salvation in the book of Genesis. What did he say to it, preacher? Let us. Make man. Did he not say I'm Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end? See, before Adam ever sinned, this unchangeable God had made a way for Adam to change. Before Adam ever sinned, this unchangeable God had made a way for Adam to be reformed, for Adam to be redeemed. For Adam to go from sinner to saint through the plan of salvation, his son, Jesus Christ. Now, I'm going to say this, then I won't close. The Bible says God is love, and he is. That doesn't change. But the Bible also says that he's a God of wrath. That doesn't change. This world wants to paint God as a God that's just going to accept anything and everything. He didn't in the Old Testament. He didn't in the day of Jesus. And he's not changed. Yes, he loves you. But when you voluntarily reject him and you now, the Scripture is Scripture. There's only one sin that's unforgivable. It's called blaspheming the Holy Ghost. You want me to tell you what I believe that is? I believe that's when you're a sinner and the Lord comes to you and tells you you need to be saved. And the Lord comes to your heart and that fear knocks at your heart and your heart's beating out of your chest and... Something says to go pray and you turn that away. That's blasphemy. When you turn away the greatest gift God has ever given you, you say, I don't want it. You reject the greatest gift God ever gave humanity and say, that's not for me. If that's not a sin, I don't know what is. Friend, I'm here to tell you today God is a God of wrath, for the great day of His wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? John saw him, didn't he? Yeah. The angel asked John and said, "Who are these?" And he said, "Lord, thou knowest." And the angel said, "These are they that came up through great trials and tribulation, having washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb." How are they going to get to heaven? through the plan of salvation that God spoke to in the beginning. John chapter 1 in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He's unchangeable. You can't live like hell. You can't live Ungodly, deny Him, never accept His plan of salvation and go to heaven. It's not going to happen. And if you get to heaven, you'll get there the same way that I'm going, by grace through faith. If you get to heaven, you'll get saved just like Sister Greg did. If you get to heaven, you'll get saved just like Marty Costner did. If you get to heaven, you'll get saved just like Marvin Strange did. We all just barely get in, amen? None of us deserve to go, but it's by grace through faith. They used to have this old saying, by the skin of your teeth. That's how close it is, folks. None of us have right to brag. If the righteous skip, what's that verse? if the righteous scarcely be saved, where
1: stand the sinner and the ungodly.
0: None of us have right to boast or break. It's all by grace that we're even making it there. All through an unchangeable God. You want to know how Billy Graham got saved? By grace through faith. Great preachers. I've read about different ones. That lived around the turn of the century. And preached the gospel. They're no different than you are. They all got saved by grace. They all just barely got saved. Just like you and I did. Salvation is so precious. And the opportunity. To see someone saved. Is such a rarity. We should do everything we can to introduce sinners to this unchangeable God. Because guess what? This unchangeable God loves me just like he does John. This unchangeable God loves Kaylee just, like, just as much as he does me. I believe it's Cameron. This God loves you just as much as he loves me. And I'm glad he does. Amen. Amen. I'm glad that he does. Gary, he loves you just as much as he loves me. Ain't it wonderful? I've had people say they love me. And then when I needed them, they'd be gone. But I have found out that he's nigh to them that are brokenhearted will save such as be of a contrite spirit. And Acts... Paul says that he's not very far away from us if happily we should feel after him. He's just right there. I've had a broken heart. Just felt like I could not go on before and fall out on my knees somewhere and talk to one that loved me. This unchanged he loved me. When I was an eight-year-old sinner, He loved me. When I was a 23-year-old married man, He loved me when my children were born. He loved me when my grandpa passed away. He loved me when my dad passed away. And when it's my time to go, He'll be right there with that,
1: with that same love because He's an unchangeable God. And when we strong over head, I'll get to be with a one that loves me
0: we've got an unchangeable God here I am I'll be 55 next month when I was Kaylee's age we had black and white TV some of you youngsters probably don't know what that is we had three channels and one of them was snowy If you wanted to talk on the phone, you picked up your phone and you might hear your neighbor talking. You had to wait till they got done talking before you could make your phone call. You didn't have a phone in your pocket. It hung on the wall and it had a cord on it. We didn't have internet. We had a washer. And we had a line that you hung your clothes on to dry. We didn't have fast food any time we wanted it. We had a lot of soup, beans, and cornbread at home. Look how the world's changed in just the short amount of time we've been here. Change, 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 change. And yet God remains unchanged Still get in touch with him? I don't need this to talk to him. That's done. When it comes to getting in touch with the Lord. I believe it was Elijah who talked to him out of the cave, wasn't it? Abraham talked to him down at Bethel. I can talk to him right here. I can talk to him in my living room in the corner. Got a little place over our cookie. Every once in a while I have to go to that little place, that little corner of the living room. And say, Lord, here I am. I need you again. I've talked to him going down the road. Some of you know where Round Mountain is. Many a nights, I came home from Round Mountain and I'd get to talking to him, get to singing the songs of Zion, and I'd lose track of where I was. I'd look up and I'd be in downtown Newport and not even remember how I got there. Because I talked to the Lord on the way down the mountain. I've been on the lawnmower singing and talking to the Lord. Crying. See, Fred, he's unchangeable. Let me tell you about one other thing that he's unchangeable with. What did he tell Peter. When he said, Lord, if it be thou bidst me come unto thee. He said. Mm-hmm. Let him is the thirst term, let whosoever will come and drink of the water of life free. Friend, he just wants to talk to you. He just wants to talk to you. He just wants to love you. <coughs> he wants to show you what it's like to have a real friend. There is a friend that sticketh closer than a brethren. Would you like to have him? He that wants a friend must, sure, must first show himself. friend. If you want to meet him, all you got to do is introduce yourself to him. Talk to him. Now, it's not a one-way conversation. And oftentimes we treat it that way. We'll say, I want, I want, I want. We need to be willing to listen to him when you know you've really prayed and talked to the Lord is whenever you talk to Him and He talks back. That's when you know you've got a huckleberry. He's an unchangeable God. I found I could talk to Him in the wee hours when He don't go to sleep. He don't rest. He don't go on a journey. He's always available to His children. He's the best father figure you'll ever see. He never leaves or forsakes His children. He's just there to love and supply your every need. He's an unchangeable God. All right.